the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, I do hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Thank you for joining us today on Church of the Week. Uh, I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR, and uh, we're grateful that you're tuning in. We're grateful that uh, you have the opportunity this uh, weekend to listen to some great teachers uh, that are sharing with you um, Scripture, but we also want to make sure that you're connected somewhere to the local community, the local church this weekend, and that's why we bring you this program called Church of the Week. We believe that you ought to be connected to, to a local group of folks that you can call your brothers and sisters in Christ, someone that you can go to and be real and, and just have life with and um, you know allow them to speak into your life and encourage you and pray with you through some of the tough times that we sometimes go through. And also have someone that you can call your pastor, someone that you can be accountable to, someone that you can just allow to, for them to speak into your life and bring correction when there needs to be correction and just encouragement when we need it. And we all need it from time to time. And uh, Today we have in the studio Pastor Paul Daniel. He is a pastor over Spirit of Life Worship Center here in San Antonio. A good friend of mine. We've known each other uh, probably about uh, 10 years or so, at least yeah, 10 years. that's right. That's uh, right. And so uh, I want to speak a little bit before we get into the church. Um, I want to speak a little bit about your gifting because I know personally, I know firsthand that you're a great worshiper. You have the heart of the worshiper and uh, you have a great gifting as well in, in being able to play keyboard like is none, no one's business. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, you have a great anointing on you. So talk a little bit about your, your gifting, your anointing in this area of, uh, of worship. Well, it's great to be here. And yeah, I, I, you know, I grew up in a, uh, a very musical family. And so kind of music was all around growing up. My mom, uh, she was a Southern gospel singer and she played piano and I grew up with that piano around me all my child childhood. And so I can remember even as a kid just sitting at the piano and just kind of tinkering on the notes and I'd play all the black notes mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'd tell my mom, Hey mom, this sounds like angels, yeah. you know? And uh, I think, you know, even from those very early years as a child, I began to really connect with the musical gifting that the Lord had put in me, you know, and, and so I I would say somewhere in my teen years, um, I began to just get a real interest, uh, for specifically the piano, uh, because at that time in my life, spiritually, I was really just growing in my faith and my relationship with the Lord and connecting with God through the avenue of worship. And back then in those days, Hosanna was the big thing, you know, oh, the, yeah. the Hosanna worship series. They would come out on tape. Now everything's CD and yeah. Lord knows what's coming next. You had but cassettes of Hosanna. Yeah, back, back in the day I had those cassettes and um, I would just worship the Lord with all that I had within me. But I would just get to this point where I just felt like there was so much more on the inside and I just couldn't get it out with just singing along with Hosanna tapes. And mm. so uh, that's what kind of drove me toward this instrument because I felt like I could if I could learn to play the piano that I felt like I could tap into more of what the the Lord had stirring in my heart and I could get it out. 
and, and so that's that's how I started playing. And was it really all just spiritual stuff, or did you think it's what? Hey, I'm getting pretty good at this piano stuff. I can go gig, you know, a little bit later and go to do that's, some other events. Or was yeah, it all really I mean, all? Was were you always just thinking church and ministry and doing this for the Lord? I I wasn't thinking church or ministry. I was thinking relationship with God, oh. and I was never thinking about gigging. Uh, I've never been a gigging musician, you know, and and that's just an aspect for me that is never. Uh, been a draw for me. My my musicality has always been connected to my relationship with the Lord, and it's been a spiritual thing for me. And so, I've never really gotten into that side of musicianship. Uh, but yeah, it it was just a, a longing to just pour out of that reservoir in my heart unto the Lord and worship. And so I began. I I just kind of knew some musical things just growing up. Again, like I said, in a musical family, I knew just a little bit of stuff musical wise. And I just sat down, and and it took. Uh, well, it's been an ongoing, growing process for me mm-hmm. uh, over, gosh, it's been over 20 years since I've been playing the piano now. Wow. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just a gift that's developed over time and grown and grown. Um, and so I just sat down and Holy Spirit started teaching me, literally started teaching me. And I, I learned uh, by by learning just simple praise and worship choruses. Mm-hmm. I would pick easy ones that I was very familiar with and just start picking it out note by note. And the Lord taught me and I grew in the gifting over time. I'll tell you what really helps grow a gift. Mm. Uh, my dad, um, back in the day uh, at his church, he threw me on as the praise and worship leader <laughs> for the church. And I tell you what, there's nothing like uh, having to, to lead praise and worship, you know, three and four times a week, wow. every week uh, to really just thrust you forward and yeah. in, in, uh, growing in your, your gifting as Get a musician. Get you beyond playing those, yeah. those first three or four chords over and over, right? Oh, it yeah. pushes you to other... Yeah, you quickly have to find more than those first four chords and say, <laughs> come on, we got to make this interesting. This is getting boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had the pleasure and the honor to, to listen to your music. I, I know you've got a couple of CDs that you've recorded, um, and I've also obviously had the opportunity to listen to you live and really enjoy the worship. Uh, I don't... God's given you your own music and your own lyrics. Um, so tell us a little, little bit about that. How does that happen? How do you, you just wake up one day and say, hey, I got some new lyrics I'm going to put together and put them down on paper. How, do you, how does that process even work? Well, I kn- the majority of my music has been focused within the genre of praise and worship. It's very God-centered, yeah. God-focused. It's more directed toward God. Um, I found lyrics come from different aspects for me. Uh, in my earlier years, I would I would love to just delve into the Psalms and just take some of my favorite passages in Psalms and just make music like Psalm 40 was one, you know, uh, took just took the first few verses of that that Psalm and just wrote a song straight out, almost lyric for lyric right out of right out of the scripture. Um, so Psalms is one way, um, but prayer is another um, mm-hmm. just just topics that would come up in prayer. Um, would you, the Holy Spirit would just inspire me with certain ideas and, and, and you just kind of clue in it's things that the Lord's really just working and moving in my own life and it would just inspire me. And then third, there's there's those rare times when I think some of the most special songs come and that's when you're really going through tough times. Yeah, You know, when the emotions of your life, your soul is so engrossed in something that's going on in your life, whether it's good or bad, a struggle or, or, or a great, mountaintop mm-hmm. you know moment in your life and sometimes out of those moments can come some really phenomenal you know because you're just so inspired by the yeah. emotion whether it's you know again whether it's on the positive or the negative side it can just really draw from your soul realm yeah. and and just inspire you with with words that just kind of flow 
Yeah. And so. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've, I've not only experienced those ups and downs, but I've also heard the ministry that comes through that music. And that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I've never known you to be a performer. Uh, you're a worshiper by every means of... Uh, I don't know how to perform. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all I know yeah. how to do is worship the Lord. And, and that's the beauty of it is that when you throw that CD in there or you have it on your iPod and you start listening, to, I mean, that's ministry to your spirit. Mm. It really is. It's, it's like David, you know, ministering. And, and, and your name happens to be Paul David, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, Paul David Daniel. So you're the uh, psalmist of today. <laughs> but um, so if someone says, hey, you know, I, lo- I love that. Uh, I need some of that ministry. How can they get a hold of you? How can, if someone wants to get a hold of that CD... Well, uh, some of my music is out on YouTube. I I used to have an album out on iTunes, but I I just didn't find that I needed to have it out there anymore. We give uh, our music away to those that visit to uh, our church. So you're welcome to come and visit us at Spirit of Life Worship Center anytime. We meet on uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We're currently meeting at the Hilton Hotel, which Mm -hmm. is on Westover Hills uh, near 151. It's just real close to SeaWorld. And so we're meeting in uh, one of the meeting rooms there at Hilton right now and you're welcome to come and visit us there at the church and we'd be glad to give you a welcome packet and then that will, would come one of my cds um and then um if you want to reach out to us through the website spirit of life worship center.com uh there's there's ways to connect with us there you can shoot me an email or send us a message of somehow somehow and uh communicate with me i can certainly make available the second cd that i uh made yeah. uh, and make that available to you so yeah just connect with us and be glad to get some music out to you. Some churches give you a cup of coffee. Some give you a mint. Some give you a cookie. You give them ministry. Yes. <laughs> you give them a CD. That's amazing. That's awesome. Something yeah. they can actually take home and enjoy. And that's fantastic. Well, so you've been in ministry for quite a while now. Yes. You're still young, but you've been in ministry for a good portion of your life. And I had the honor of meeting your dad. Yes. I'm now gone to be with the Lord. But um, what are some of the things that, uh, that he taught you? What are some of the things that he spoke into your life as you begin to develop this new, uh, this new hunger for God? Uh, And maybe at the time, not, not knowing exactly you were going to end up pastoring a church one day. What what are some of the things that he encouraged you with? Well, first of all, um, he encouraged me with his life, you know, being his son and growing up in his home and watching his diligence and his faithfulness through the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a fellow minister and, and, and uh, you know all about what it is to pioneer ministry from the ground up and, and the struggles and, and the hardships that come with that and the many challenges that are that you're faced with in that process. And I watched my father go through all of the good, the bad and the ugly that comes yeah. along with that whole uh, that whole lifestyle of being a minister. And I, I just saw my dad persevere. If I if if there's anything that 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 impacted me the most is just seeing my dad never give up. Mm-hmm. He just never threw in the towel, no matter what it looked like, no matter what the challenges he was faced with, no matter what the situation was. He would j- he was consistent. He was constant, just like you know he wasn't. It's kind of like the 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 rabbit and the turtle, right? You know, the rabbit just kind of just buzzes in and buzzes out, and the, yeah. the, the old turtle just just keep. Keeps on trucking. That was my dad, man. He just, uh, he was just constant and steady, and he just plowed through, and uh, that's really impacted my life, especially now as an adult, um, and and in ministry myself. It, it really encourages me. I draw strength from those memories, and just thinking, you know what? Look, if my dad can do it. I can do it. And yeah. God's no respecter person. It's the same God that strengthened him and graced him and, and empowered him is the same God that's doing the same for me and helping me through the challenges that we face every day in ministry. And um, it just encourages me. So I draw strength from that. 
Um, another thing I learned from my dad too, he, he was a, a very, uh, very much about hearing the voice of God and doing that. Hmm. Uh, his, his ministry pursuit was not so much dreaming up his own ideas about what uh, a good strategy and plan for ministry would be. He was all about getting on his knees and praying and hearing the voice of God and doing that. What What is it that God's speaking by his spirit? And he would clue into that, and that's what he would— he, that would set his agenda. That would mm. set his focus. And uh, I, I, I have really um, connected with that yeah. in, in my life as well. And uh, it served me well. It served him well, and it has served me well in ministry. Because I have found that when I hear the voice of God, when I have a word from the Lord, I can, I can walk with a complete assurance in that, knowing that God is for me and he's going to bring that word to pass. His word, he sends his, forth wor- his word forth, right? And yeah. it doesn't return unto him void. It accomplishes right. what he sends it forth to do. And so if, if I can hear the voice of God and I, can, and I can track with God in that, then I have an assurance to know that God is going to work through that and bring about the results that need to come. And so that's something that's all, that I've also learned from my dad, and it's really— um, it's been a, a powerful principle in my life that yeah. has served me well. So. Wow. Was there a time where he came to you and gave you the official blessing, anointed you, say, one day, son, you're going to be a pastor, one day you're going to—or how did, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, he was a very, very affirming of the calling and the anointing and the gifting on my life uh, for ministry. Um, I remember as a teenager— um, at some point, you know, kind of growing up in the church, you know, I had a few few of the mothers in the church yeah. and so on that would, you know, kind of come along and say, you know, one day, yeah. Polly, you know, you're <laughs> going to you're going to grow up and you're going to be in ministry and you're going to do this and that. And um, but I remember one day I was curious within myself. I just was like, God, is this something are you calling me to ministry at some mm-hmm. point in my life? And so I just I, uh, I went inside, went into my bedroom, took about three minutes and said, God. Are you calling me in ministry? And it was like God just answered me right back like a simple childlike faith, mm. you know, unto the Lord. And he just answered me right back and said, yep, called you to be a pastor, to preach the word of God and minister. And I said, okay. Then I went back outside, cool. went and uh, <laughs> went on and played. But, yeah, uh, so I became aware of that as a youngster. And um, as I made those desires known, uh, my father was very affirming of that. And, uh, yeah. He, he took me under his wings and raised me up in ministry, uh, in his church ministry. I served in ministry at his church for 18 years. Yeah. Uh, did everything from cleaning toilets to assistant pastor and everything in between. Yeah. You know, worship and uh, youth ministry, children's ministry, evangelism. We taught in the leadership uh, school. He had a, a leadership school there for ministry. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, my, myself and my wife, Trina, we just plugged in and served for, for our many years, 18 years to be exact. So Wow. You're listening to Church of the Week. I'm uh, Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at uh, AM630 KSLR. And uh, with me today is Pastor Paul Daniel of Spirit of Life Worship Center. They meet at the Hilton Hotel Sundays at 10 a.m. The address is 9800 Westover Hills Boulevard. If you'd like more information about their ministry, if you'd like to contact him regarding the music that we talked about uh, a little while ago, you can call him at 210-508-6005. And you can also go online at Spirit of Life at spiritoflifeworshipcenter.com. So let's switch gears a little bit, uh, Pastor Paul. Let's talk about the ministry itself. Now, you know, sure. we talked a lot about your, your gifting early on and, and how that came about. We talked about uh, how God called you into ministry and growing up under your, uh, your father, who was a, a great man of the Lord that I, I had the opportunity to get to know personally. And here we are now, uh, and you're pastoring a church, 
And uh, tell us a little bit about the culture of your church. What's your passion? What do you love to do in, in ministry? Our passion is freedom in Christ. That's our vision. That's our passion. That's what our culture is all about at Spirit of Life Worship Center. Um, I have, you know, growing up in the church world, you know, there's you, you just become exposed to so many different aspects of, of church and, and a lot of different cultures through my childhood growing up. And um, one thing I have learned is that I completely dislike religion, but I totally love relationship with God. That sounds like Jesus. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's what Jesus came for. Yeah. You know, when Jesus showed up on the earth, uh, one of the things I love is that he didn't show up with an, an, another set of Ten Commandments and a bunch of laws and rules to, to now, this is going to trump everything you've ever known. It's like he came, he fulfilled all those righteous requirements for us, and now it's all about having a true, real relationship with God that's yeah. not based on obligations and rules and, and, and requirements, but it's based on a real two-way relationship, God to us and us to God. And in that, there's there's liberty, there's freedom, there's joy, there's peace, none of which I ever found in the religious systems that, that, are, that are so prevalent within the church world today. Mm-hmm. And, and so our passion is to, to, to liberate people from those religious systems and connect them through Scripture and, th- and through the truths of God's Word into a real relationship with God through faith in Jesus. Why have we been so bound to religion? It's just, why? Why do you think? You know, I, because I, I believe, and before you answer it, I just believe that because we've been so bound to religious ways and trying to earn our way to God's love and God's favor and not being able to meet those standards, we are now looked at, and of course I'm speaking generally here, but we're looked at uh, as uh, hypocrites, mm-hmm. you know, we're looked at as holier than thou in a sense, like, you know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as good as you are, you try to keep all those commandments, and yeah. if it was just 10, we still couldn't keep one, but there's <laughs> way more than 10. Yeah. Um, why have we been so bound to that? I can't answer for everybody, I can just tell you from my own personal experience, I just grew up with that. You know, my dad started off years ago as a Southern Baptist minister and um, nothing against Baptists. But and and there's so many other uh, experiences that others have had through different other denominations and so on. So it's not about that. But just, you know, that's my lineage and my heritage coming up. And I, I think it was just something I was taught all my life growing up in the church world. You know, these are. This is the golden rule, and here's here's the Ten Commandments, and we need to be good boys and girls for Jesus. You know, yeah. you just kind of grow up that way. And and nothing wrong with aspiring to behave rightly before God. I mean, God absolutely desires for us to live an upright life before him and before the world. But it's when we it's when we set those laws and those rules as the standard by which we can obtain right standing with God that we find ourselves getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's really what religion I have found does. Religion takes God's law, which has a it, God's law is good. God created the law. He gave the law, but he gave it with a specific purpose. And I think what religion does is it uses God's law in a different way and it changes the purpose that God originally gave. My understanding from studying uh, scripture is that God gave the law to reveal to mankind our sin. 
Yeah. He never gave the law and intended the law to make us right with him or for or through obedience to the law that we could have right standing with him. He knew from the very beginning. That's why he calls Jesus the lamb mm-hmm. that was slain before the foundation of the world. He never intended the law to be a means by which we could have right standing with him. And so I think that's where religion takes people out into left field and it gets them confused. It causes hurt and pain and all kinds of issues in people's lives because they try to connect with God through this religious system using law to get right. When all the while Christ came, fulfilled all of the requirements of that law, all the righteousness of that law. And he said, here's my free gift. The scripture calls it grace. And through grace and through faith in Christ, we can have his righteousness imparted to us. And that that's phenomenal. To me, that's such good news. I get excited today talking about it as if it was the first time I heard it. I can tell. Because it's that good. <laughs> Pastor Mark, Jesus is good, yes, man. Yes, he is. I mean, that's what the gospel is. And, you know, the other thing I, I, I like to, to, to share with the audience, too, is that the gospel, it means good news. Exactly what it means. It means good news. There is no bad news in the gospel. Yeah. I've heard recently others in the church world say, you know, um, well, the gospel, you know, is partly good news, but it's also partly bad news. Show me that in your Bible. Come mm-hmm. on, church. We got we to gotta open our eyes to the truth of the scriptures. Yeah. Gospel is good news. And Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. His kingdom is coming bearing good gifts, good news. I mean, there's nothing... Uh, there's nothing bad in, 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 in the gospel that, that Christ came preaching. But so often religion twists those things for us. And, 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 and it just, ah, I just want to be free from all that. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what God's done in my life. He set me free from that. And he's, he's opened my eyes to the truth of the gospel. And that's what we're doing at Spirit of Life Worship Center. Man, we are on purpose perpetrating good news, the gospel, uh, the finished work of Jesus. This is what Christ has done for us. And through Christ, the, well, there's a new covenant yeah. there with better promises. Oh, come on. I mean, <laughs> we, we, this is the other thing. Pastor Mark, so many in the church, they're, 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 they're in like Old Testament and New Testament mixed together. Yes. And they, there's there's no division for them. There's no separation. There's no understanding. This is where I'm at in the new covenant with Christ. And so when we mix those old, uh, those old Testament principles in with new, and we don't rightly discern them through the New Testament. See, the old is a shadow. Mm-hmm. The new is the reality, and yeah. the old is a shadow. You can't understand a shadow without seeing the substance of what ca- caused the shadow. Mm-hmm. And the substance of this is in the new covenant and what Jesus has done for us. And when we have a good, solid understanding of the finished work of Jesus and the gospel and the good news, then when we go into the Old Testament, we see Jesus everywhere. We see the gospel everywhere. We see the heart, the true heart and the true nature and the character of the Father. Father in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't understand the, the finished work and the gospel and the heart of the Father, you go into the Old Testament, you see all the stuff going on back in there, and you will draw wrong conclusions about who our Heavenly Father right. is. He's this mean guy up mm-hmm. there that's just, I mean, you screw up, buddy, and I'm coming for you with a sledgehammer, and I'm not going to have mercy on you. And yeah, and unfortunately, we... St- we still hear that around. Yes. Uh, I'll just say that I'll just go around to different places, and we'll st- still hear words like, if you do this, God's against you, and God's favor is not upon you, and his judgment is upon you and your house. And I'm like, really? Wow. They're still, yeah. they're still stuck in that old-time, Old Testament religion. Yeah. So just to simplify it here, and, and as we're getting ready to close, just give me a, 
maybe one or two examples of something real simplistic that you used to be bound to in the area of religion that now you're like, wow, <laughs> I can't believe I was bound to that. Well, for one, I can remember uh, just longing for so much more of the Holy Spirit and the moving of God in, in our midst. And I can remember, you know, praying and begging and crying out, God, rend the heavens, open the heavens, <laughs> pour out your spirit. Yeah. And the word of God's clear that the spirit of God has been poured out on all flesh. It's, it's, it's it, that's already in our history yeah. in the church, yeah. but we don't realize it. Yeah. And we're still begging God to rend the heavens and pour out his spirit when the spirit's been poured out without measure on all flesh. Mm. And today through faith in Christ, through understanding the finished work of Jesus, the heavens are open. The veil was rent that we have full uninhibited access into the very throne room and the glories of heaven yeah. through Christ. Right. And, 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 and yet we're still begging and pleading, God, take me into the Holy Holy. If it's yeah. your will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and we don't realize that God has made his home in us. The Holy of Holies is literally within us because yeah. he's filled us with the fullness of himself. And as we worship, oh, preach it, brother. Yeah. All right. You get me started. I'll be here all day. <laughs> I asked you to share your passion. Obviously, you've done yes, that. Yes. <laughs> I'm very passionate about these things. That's great. Well. Pastor Paul, I think we could go on and talk for another couple of hours. Unfortunately, we're running short on our time, but I do want to thank you for coming in. And I want to just invite our listeners, if if you've heard something today and maybe you've been caught up in that old-time religion and you feel bad about not living up to certain expectations and you just keep failing over and over, you know what? And you want, and you want to learn more about this grace. You want to learn more about this freedom in Christ that Pastor Paul's been talking about. We as a radio station want to encourage you to get out there and go visit uh, Spirit of Life Worship Center. You can uh, find them online at spiritoflifeworshipcenter.com. Uh, Sunday's at 10 o'clock, right? Sunday's mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock. Yes. They're at the Hilton, the Hilton Hotel. That's 9800 Westover Hills Boulevard. For more information, call also 210-508-6005. Pastor Paul, pleasure to have you here in the studio. Great to be here. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank you. And for everybody else, thanks again for listening to Church of the Week. Tune in again next week at the same time as we will be featuring another local church here in San Antonio on AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.